I'll help you out, Jack, from Let's Talk About Treks. It's Unplanned Trek. Hello and welcome to Unplanned Trek, the show that had a transporter accident and didn't want to change back. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm Isaac. And welcome very much to this show. We are back on the wheel with Enterprise this week and we've done one of my favourite things, which is Spun a part two episode. I, I do love watching a part two. Yeah, and we and for listeners, we didn't watch part one. No, we, we just went straight to part two. Absolutely, we did we watch do. the previously on Star Trek bit. We did, and we didn't gloss. I mean, I, actually, I was talking about three. I was that. making nachos, and you were making nachos. So actually, we didn't watch the <laughs> yeah, previous. We had it on. Yeah, we okay. had the song on too. Oh well, we went. Yeah. I, 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 I would watch the song twice, like you know Netflix, and it has the like skip intro. Yeah. It should have double the intro. Play twice. Intro. They should have a button you press to do the intro twice. Yeah. Mm. I was listening to another podcast. Right. Called Time. No, Smartless. Have you, right. have you heard? No. So it's got, you mean there's other podcasts? Yeah, well, apart from this us. This is the second one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they've got Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, one of the guys from Will and Grace. And they had um, Tom York and um, John Green, Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead on a special guest. Will Arnett? Yeah. Lego Batman. Yeah, Batman, I mean. Yeah, great, sorry, sorry yeah. he's correct, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And um, they were asked what's their favourite version of Creep they've ever heard. And right. um, Tom York said that he once made a really long 10-minute version where he just slowed everything down and stretched it. But isn't that every Radiohead song, oh, really? Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, say, they, listen, they listen to the podcast. Of course they do. They ask me yeah. to mention They that. actually slow the podcast down <laughs> and make it go for longer. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so I'm a creep and you're a weirdo. <laughs> Is that? Um, I'm the karma police. Ah, <laughs> oh, well played. Well played, Isaac Lee. Well played. I didn't even write that one down. That no. was fresh. No, we should yeah. actually. Okay. Um, so what are we doing today? We're going to watch Shock... Well, we have watched Shockwave Part 2. Oh, yes, we did that. I said we've done that. So mm. we're not going to do the we're off to watch the show bit because no, we've watched it. we've watched it. Um, yeah, we're watching the cricket. <laughs> yes, that's right. We've got cricket on in the background. Uh-huh. Um, and what we're going to do today is what we do if each day. you didn't day. like Christmas, Just talk about Trek. Then that's right. you were not alone. But is this one better? Than the voyage home. It is far better than Chrysalis. Oh, absolutely. Everything um, we've watched so far is. And to be quite honest, um, even Skin of Evil was better than. With Marnus. With Marnus Labashane. With Arnus Labashane. <laughs> who listens to the show. Of course he does. Absolutely he does. Actually, do you know what? To be quite honest, actually, if that, if like um, printer toner ink mm. dude had have been called Marnus, mm. that would have been pretty cool. Can you do your Marnus impersonation? Marnus Labashane. No, Marnus from Skin of Evil. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. That's more Chewbacca, wasn't it? Well, potato, potato. Ah, uh, yes. Anyway, right. anyway um, I actually think that... I think the word I'm looking for is anyway. Yeah. Um, actually, most episodes of Enterprise are incredibly enjoyable. They are. And even without knowing what happened in part one, part two was just as fun. It was. Yeah. It was basically... We, we pinched, um, you know, we pinched Archer out of time. Oops. Yeah. That, you know, hilarity ensued. Very funny. Yeah. We saw some books. We saw books, I know, yeah. with words in them. And and apparently <laughs> they were very much able to um, to go straight to the exact shelf in yeah. the book, in, in the library that didn't exist when 
Daniel's the toss pot. Yeah. Um, went back to the library. He just seemed to know exactly where to go, didn't he? And it seemed that they have abandoned Dewey Decimal and actually have books in century order. Because yeah. he, went, he went the 21st century and the 22nd century have gone. It was through. over there, yeah. Um, and yeah, complete disregard for Dewey and his decimal system. Nah, screw that Dewey guy. Yeah. Yeah. They literally did. Well, this is a bit, um, a bit of a, of a joyous tone, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. you've won a prize, Lister. Um, <laughs> this is like at the, um, at the, at like the RSL club. <laughs> Have I got the meat tray? You've won the meat tray. Oh, Fifty dollar meat tray. I'm very happy with them. I, I won the meat tray once. Did you? Yeah. I won a meat tray before. Dan at Signet. Yeah. Dan at Signet. I won the meat tray. What did you get? Uh, there were sausages. There was a there was a big um, a roast. Yeah. So I, I didn't know what to do with it. I was a I was a young fella. What did you do with it? I gave it to someone else. Oh, yeah. I cooked the sausages. Yep. Uh, there you was some. Them? Yes, <laughs> oh, both. Yeah, I was a young fella. <laughs> did you not get that bit? Yeah. yeah. Um, I cooked the sausages and gave the roast to somebody, and there were some hamburgers. And I think I just left them in the freezer for like three years. Right. And then had to. Moved? Yeah, pretty <laughs> mate. Moved out of the house, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's a great story. Um, so. But glad. not quite as good as this story. Not quite yeah. as good. There was no time travel involved, although the hamburgers sort of travelled in time. And hamburgers would be in the Dewey Decimal System. And somewhere. actually, by the end of the three years, the hamburgers looked a lot like the Solar Barn. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. This wasn't as good as the voyage home. No, no, it wasn't, and it, it, which is funny because it involved you know, the second best thing in Star Trek: time travel. What's the best thing? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh you, you can't. I can't. That's for our Patreon. Exactly. Late night yeah, that's right. right. No, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah. We can't go. We. Yeah. I, I'll. I'll just say, listen. If you want to tweet us what Hogan thinks is the best thing in Star Trek, before uh, better than time travel. Then please do. Please do at Unplanned Trek or at Hogan Nerd if Hogan you want to. If you want to cut out the middleman. Yeah, you may as well go straight to me. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Um, the part two to this segment is: if this was your first episode, would you go back for a second one? What? Well, what I will say is that um, it didn't feel like a part two. I didn't feel like I was missing any part of the story or anything like that. And it right. didn't. And and I I think that because the cliffhanger. The end of the f- part one would have been Archer getting missing, missing, yeah. yeah. Like, and, and but of course, the problem with that is it's a bit like Best of Both Worlds part one. It's like you know that the captain's gonna get yeah. rescued. Yeah, you'll be fine. You know? yeah. It's like I mean, don't so you know, kill off a kill off a mid level character, and then have a part two. Yeah, yep. like what if there was Marnus? So what if there was like Skin of Evil part two? Yeah, Tasha who? Hmm. Yeah. Skin of Evil, part two. Yeah. Mr. Wolf, um, security chief. He's like, yep. What about what about Skin of Evil 2, but with um, Sela or Sela, whatever her name Ah, is. right. Avenge. Too Skin, too... Too Evil. Too Furious or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skin of Evil 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, that would have been good. No, I've got it. Electric Skinaloo? No, no, no. I've got it. I've got oh. it. Skin of Evil 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh well played. Thank you. Well played, Isaacly. <laughs> how, how have you managed to get the Ninja Turtles into this pod, finally? I think I've done it before. That's, I mean, the 1990 movie is the best movie ever made. Of course, yeah. 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 Um, Apart from all the other good movies that were made. Well... I, there's nothing that compares. Oh. That's what Sinead O'Connor sang in the same year. Nothing mm. compares to you is about the Ninja Turtles. Nothing movie. compares to Ooze. 
Fantastic. Okay. I'm, I've forgotten what we're even talking about now. We were saying this that we would watch this. Yeah, again. totally. Yeah, yeah, it was a good, fun episode. And look, and it, to be honest, I I always love the time travel trope of um, oops, mm. oops, we fucked up. Oh dear, I've changed history. I just love the whole oops, I've changed history, and that worked really badly. I mean, it's it's all like Back to the Future, the first film. You it's, know, oops, yeah. my mum tried to crack on me, and now I'm not going to be born. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also that it, the the future's always worse. It's never. Yeah. I've made things actually better. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. There's there's quite a lot of that goes yeah. on. Um, but um, we got a lot of you know we got a lot of Archer, which was mm-hmm. good. We got a lot of um, Topol mm-hmm. being sassy and tough. Yeah. And commanding stuff, but also tortured and recovering. And Malcolm got beat up. He did. Yeah, he did. Fair call. He did, yeah. It's yeah. a very good episode. Yes, I would watch this again, and totally. I'd continue with Enterprise. It should have been more Malcolm getting beat up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it probably would have gone to season five if that was a continual theme. Like, they could have called it, like, you know, Malcolm beat up to Electric Boogaloo. Or The Secret of the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Jean-Luc Picard medal. Luke Picard medal, the medal for, well, the 321 votes for the 321 coolest, bestest, most topsest characters in the episode. And uh, it falls on you, Isaac, this week. It does. Um, and to be honest, this was tricky. Yeah, I reckon From it was. A lot of the episode I hadn't had anyone really identified as vote worthy. No, and in fact, um, because, you know, you've got your classic... Jonathan Archer was very passive in mm. the episode. I mean, he got abducted. Until late, yeah. And then he just jabber-jawed on a whole lot mm. um, and went to a library. Mm. And then <laughs> there was some stuff at the end. Yeah. So, well, you know, what have you come up with? I did give him a point. Oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah one. one. No, fair call. Um, my comment for him is he did the whole job. So he, he fixed the alternate pi- pipeline. The pipeline? Yeah, the pi- the was pipeline. he surfing a pipeline? He was. Okay. I mean, he was... He was mm. in Point Break. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Keanu people Reeves. think Keanu Reeves was in it. Yeah. It was Jonathan Archer, not Scott. It was Jonathan Archer. Okay. Yeah. Keanu Reeves should be in Star Trek. Oh, shouldn't he? Wouldn't he be good? He'd be good at anything. He'd say, "Whoa, oh, whoa, would, yeah, yeah, yeah." John Wick hair or Matrix? Any, hair? any Keanu's good. I, I reckon John Wick hair. Hmm. Because nobody has long, stringy, unwashed hair in Star Trek, do they? No. I mean, even Worf. The closest is probably the outrageous O'Connor. He had long hair. Oh, he's a wanker. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It, it is one of the worst episodes, that one. Oh, he, that guy was a tosser. He was, I mean, he was a bell end. Complete and utter flog. But there was also that hologram com- comedy guy that was trying to teach Data what humour was, and he wasn't funny. No, he wasn't funny at all. No. I mean, yeah, I mean, Data was funnier. Yes. And he's not yeah. funny. Yeah. So, anyway. So, Archer got one vote for doing the whole job, for fixing Good. things. Yep, excellent. Sato, she gets two votes for crawling in the ship and losing her top. Yes, that was rather interesting, wasn't it? It was rather yes. interesting. Yes. Oh, oh, my goodness me. And But and I just love the fact that from that moment on, uh, all starships will have very generous Jeffrey's tubes that you can literally stand up in and play piano. Play piano with the captain, that's right. Yeah, with an Australian. The but, only Australian in but Star Trek. But it, it probably was, that was probably a design flaw mm. of both the garment and the ship. I reckon. Yeah. And they made a big deal about she's claustrophobic and she's the only one who we was fit. small enough to fit in these tubes. And she, literally there was, they were very big, weren't they? 
They were. They're, yeah, she I, could turn around. She could turn around yeah. and go back the other way. Like, if you can pull a Yui. Yeah. Um, I'm confusing all the non-Australian listeners now, you know. If you can mm. chuck a U-bolt <laughs> and, and get around, then it's not a very small Jeffrey's tube. But they weren't Jeffrey's tubes then, were they? No, they didn't. They were just... Because Matt Jeffries hadn't made the tubes. No, they, I, don't, I think they were nameless tubes. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, I, I liked the fact, you know, when she when she knocked on Reed's door without oh. a top on, she was basically like, just get me a shirt and don't say anything. Mm. And he's like... And he wasn't okay. going to say anything. Yeah, and, okay. and, like, Malcolm was not going to say anything. No, he looked. Me. Yeah, He course. had a big look. Yeah. Um, and we weren't able to as the viewer because no. the, the camera was modest. It was. And it was actually quite a pointless bit of the scene. Like, oh, there was no reason for her no, to lose her top. of course not. Yeah. And I reckon Malcolm wouldn't have, would have had no idea anyway. He, no. I mean, he's got no idea most of the time. He would have been angry. Always. It. Very angry. Yeah, yeah, about her top? About her being there. Oh, and he about... wouldn't, no, he would have been angry because that, that, that means they have to replicate another shirt that's going to take energy and that's going to waste dilithium. She was wearing a larger shirt from that point on. I think she was wearing one of Reed's. So you, oh, so he gave her one yeah. of his. No, I don't reckon he'd do that. I reckon no. he'd be scungy. I'm not wasting my. Yeah, I'm not no, giving you. You know, it might not have been his favourite shirt. No, I don't reckon he would have given her a shirt full stop. Hmm. Well, he my would. shirt I'm wearing at the moment is my Star Trek shirt. Yeah, I know. It says, "Well, I, I like your yourself before you wreck yourself." Yeah, which yeah. is what Malcolm was probably going to do. He was going <laughs> to. Yes, he was. <laughs> anyway, three votes go to trip. Oh, and hundred percent. And to be fair. Three votes trip in an Enterprise episode. Mm. It's not a big stretch, is no, it? No, it's not. Because he's awesome. He came up with a radio signal mm. um, to talk to crew members that were mm. confined to quarters. Through the doorbell. Through the doorbell. But he came up with it to tell people to wait. Yes. <laughs> Which they were already doing <laughs> exactly. because they couldn't do anything else. Yeah. Well, but rather than that being a negative, I thought that was glorious. So oh. um, three votes to Commander Charles Tucker III. <laughs> The Keiko O'Brien Medal. Well, we can't just be positive all the time. No. We, we know that there are things in Star Trek that aren't great. And that's probably what brings us back, because we love the stuff that's not great. Exactly. And it, look, it's, it's what brings me back. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, just because, the show. And that's probably what brings you guys back to our podcast. <laughs> because we're just not great. <laughs> that's yeah. right. But look, no one ever said we were aiming for great. No, we haven't actually gone for what our aim is. I've never actually said we're great. I've never pondered why we're doing it. Um. No, it's a good point. I mean, I've, I've thought we're sort of mediocre, um, middle of the road. Yeah, we're, we're certainly not. A modicum? Ooh. Is that a word? It, it is now. It is now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think that we're what people listen to when they don't want a serious Trek podcast. Ah, right. Yeah. I actually, um, we got an email, my, my last podcast, got a, we got an email once that a chap drove 36 hours from Brisbane to Melbourne listening to my show. Only, right. I'm like I'm 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 pretty certain he went insane at some, at some yeah. point after that. He probably that. wasn't trying to go to Melbourne. No, no, he was probably just going <laughs> from Brisbane to South Brisbane. <laughs> is, is South Brisbane a thing? Um, yeah, it, it is out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought I thought that was quite sad, really. Like, don't. So, if anybody's planning on listening to this show for thirty six hours straight, probably don't. Oh. I don't know. I do. We're not here to judge. They'd have fun. Okay. They'd hear the same jokes over and over. Yeah, they would too, actually. (laughs) See, it's different for us because it's a week apart for us. (laughs) That's right. So I can say this same joke next week Mm. because I'll forgot 
that I've said it this way. That's true. In fact, you might even say it later in this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, apparently I've got the negative vote. Yeah, so this week Andrew's going to do the the opposite to what I've just done. Mm. He will give us the three most awkward or annoying or dismissive characters that he, he just doesn't um, like. I, and do you know what was tough about this one? There was a few. Fitting in three. Mm. Fitting mm. in three was hard. Yeah. Well, okay. There are characters that we don't like. Yep. So, uh, number one, one vote. Sulaban boss dude. Silic. Is that it? Did, did he actually have a name? Yep. Okay. Well, the head guy Silic. <clears throat> I'm not going to call him that. I'm going to call him Bellend. Okay. Because he was an utter Bellend, really. Like, he, he, what was his end game? He didn't... They got on the ship mm-hmm. and where's Archer? And everyone goes, well, I don't know. He went into a turbo mm. lift and he fucked off somewhere. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. And that was it. There was no other... He didn't have any other plan B. Well, he was the guy that was trying to get the future guy that you know, yeah. in the... Right, that that Archer kind of tricked him with. Yeah, he was trying to get that guy to give him direction. Yeah, but and he, he, but he, he does, was he very pathetic at the end. Yeah, yeah, and, he got kicked in the face. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he did. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so Bellend gets one vote. Yeah. Right. Okay. Silly. Yeah. Uh, it's Bellend. <laughs> right. Um, two votes. Mm-hmm. The Romulan. No. Rom- wow. <laughs> ah, you what show was I watching? <laughs> two votes. The Vulcan commander dude. Saval. Oh, he can name as well, does he? Yeah, yeah okay. I'm gonna I'm not gonna call him Saval. I'm gonna call him Suvlaki? Flogface. Oh, okay. Right. Because he what? He was so I mean, let's face it, the Vulcans in Enterprise are pretty annoying. Except for Saval. Correct. Yeah. But the Vulcan as in the Vulcan High Command mm-hmm. are bloody annoying. They You're hate like, us. oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh no, you can go into space, but only where we let you go into space mm-hmm. and only as far as we let you go and only uh, when we want you to go. And why doesn't Earth just go, um, piss off dicks, we'll, we'll just we've we'll, got a spaceship. But why do we have to go that way? Yeah. Why do we have to head towards the, Vulcan territory? Go the other way. Yeah, this and you if you don't you can go over it, you can go under it, right. you can go around it. You have to go straight all the time in a ship. Are you going on a bound? What? You're going on a bear hunt. Oh, I am going on Oh, you weren't doing that? I wasn't doing it on purpose. Oh, my God. We're going yeah, okay. Apparently, we're going on a bear hunt. Yeah. yeah Star Trek. Uh, no, basically, he was, a, he was an utter flog face, and he drove me nuts. Because why can't they just say, just why can't the Starfleet just say, uh, no, shut up, dude. We're mm. just going wherever we want to go. Yeah. Like, like, if I want to go down the... Fish and chip shop, right? Say, if I want to go to Bunnings right now mm-hmm. and get a sausage. Who sponsor our show? Yeah, and get a sausage on yep. bread, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to ask you, do I? Well. I mean, we're doing the show, obviously, yeah. but I could just piss off and do it, couldn't yeah, I? True. Yeah. But I also, I don't have the science department telling me that mm-hmm. time travel is not real. Like, I'm not going to be. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. Yeah. That was the other thing. To polls continued. Mantra that the, the Vulcan Science um, Academy directorate, have directorate, directorate. Oh, directorate have mm. determined that uh, time travel is impossible. Except plainly, we already know that time mm. travel is not impossible. Mm. Mm. Like, okay, so you're a bunch of flogs, anyway. So anyway, he gets two votes. Yep, yep, deserved. Um, so who was a, who was a, a bigger tosser than Saval? Three votes. Mm. Daniels. Daniels has to be Daniels. Yeah, the yeah. guy is. The guy is a monumental clusterfuck. Like, literally, who gave that bloke the key to time? He is the worst time traveller. Yeah. Yeah, he is. It's like yeah. everything he touches turns to poop. Biff is better time traveller in Absolutely. Back to the Future. Absolutely, Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather yeah. go Biff. And yeah. actually, wouldn't it be cool, like, if Dan... Okay, if Daniels had a DeLorean, mm. 
would he be less of a flog? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a little bit less. Yeah, Not he, much. He'd be... He'd be a little bit cooler. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. But he, you know, seriously, I, and, and I don't even, I didn't even get his end game in this whole episode. We apart didn't see from, it. No, apart from being the tosser that, that stuffed everything up. And dismissive of the Dewey Decimal System. Oh, absolutely. Very dismissive. But he did, but funnily enough, he seemed to know how libraries worked, even though he'd never seen one. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And books. Mm-hmm. And you have books worked. Mm. Like, Surely, what what would have happened? Wouldn't he have opened the book from the back page and gone? I don't know mm-hmm. how to do this. Do you go this way? Do you go right or left? Mm-hmm. Do you like a choose your own adventure? Yeah. Or do you? Oh, you put your finger in the so you 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 check both different pages to see which one's got the best outcome. Euphemisms? No. no. Choose your own. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. It, it will be next episode though, because I'll forget I've said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Daniel's. Um. Yeah. Three flog votes. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding job. Well done. Thank you. Was there a sex candle? No. Hi, I'm Earl Gray. And I'm Jack Dorino. We are the makers of Let's Talk About Treks. It's an episodic review of today's best visions of the future. That's Star Trek. We do deep dives on every episode about a week after release. We hope you'll join us. It's fun. It's exhausting. It's funny. It's strange. You're strange. We talk strangely about Star Trek. We do. You do. We both do. And we hope you'll join us. You can find Let's Talk About Treks wherever you listen to podcasts. Good God, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Worf, what is it good for? It's good for fighting. It is. It, and it, there's lots of fights in Enterprise. Yeah, it is. And it, that's actually one of the best bits about Enterprise is that they, they don't mind getting down and dirty. Yeah. There's two good things about Enterprise, right? They don't mind getting down and dirty and they have overalls with pockets. Right. Not the one pocket in the middle of the overall, like in the song, okay? <laughs> Not like that, right? But yeah. they've got pockets. And what I always sort of... When you watch Enterprise and then you watch other, like, Star Treks, you go, at what point did suddenly Taylor's just go, pockets are gone? You're yeah, not putting anything in your pocket. We only know of one Taylor in the future and it's Garrett. But he does pockets. But he, but he hasn't got the contract for Starfleet. Doesn't he? Well, obviously not, because he'd put pockets. Would he? Yes, Gary's a sensible man. Do you reckon he designed Jake Sisko's jumper? I don't think anyone designed that. Yeah. Well, actually, no, Gary probably designed it when he was on a bender. Like, he's gone and smashed, you know, seven cones and just gone, oh, I'm going to move this. And I'm going to give the excess ones to Wesley Crusher. Wesley Crusher? Oh, how, how come on? His jumpers were pretty awesome, weren't they? They were. They were, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I spent, I, I wasted an entire question in an interview with Will Wheaton talking about Wesley Crusher's jumpers. Was he happy to talk about it? Totally, he was actually. <laughs> he's actually his theory. His theory was that you know Wesley was the reason for a lot of the disasters that happened on the Enterprise, and yeah. it was just a cry for help because of those jumpers that his mum made him wear. Yeah, that's, actually, that's, that's great. That's not a bad theory, was yeah. it? Yeah. No. No. Um, Enterprise, and in Enterprise, they have away team jackets that they put on. 
in the first mm-hmm. season, they got these, they're like puffer jackets. Yeah. They're like Tassie tuxedos. That's right. Yeah, and they, and they, they burn them after the first season. You never see them again. Yeah. But it's like um, there's an episode where they go down and they put the jackets on because it's going to be cold when yeah. they get down there. Yeah. And like, well, you know, if you like, if I go to work in the morning, right, and it's going to be cold at the bus stop, like I put an extra mm-hmm. jacket on, right? Yeah. But apparently in Star Trek, you don't. You just wear the same clothes all the time. M-class planets are always at a good temperature. They seem to have yeah. a really good aircon, don't they? They do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, fights. Yeah. So I had a few this week. First of all, I had the Sulaban fought the whole crew. Yes. And not very well. And I'm putting an extra comment here: the trip resisted when he was told not to resist. He did. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um. The, is it like anyone apart from me think that the Sulaban all look like Mister Hanky the Christmas poo? <laughs> I've made the comment that I thought they looked like couscous, but that's not necessarily saying no to your question. Okay. Yeah. Couscous. Just be couscous. What's that? Oh, it's kind of like a ricey kind of thing. Never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Can we just go back to Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo? Yeah. Okay. That's what they look like. Couscous. I mean, they're green, but sometimes if you eat bad stuff and you have a bad night, sometimes it comes out green. I didn't really think this is where yeah. the show was going to go no, today. No, welcome to Andrew's confession. Yeah. Um, There's a lot more. But can but I, I'm not resiling from the fact that the Sulaban look like poop. Yes, they look like granule poop. Yes, yes. they look like a bit yeah. of oatmeal. Yeah. I've got a question if torture counts for the Wharf Medal. Because uh, Topol was being tortured by the Sulaban, but it wasn't fighting in the sense of... And also, punchy, they punchy. just they just I put, think they just drugged her up to they, ask yeah, her to get the truth out. They of just her. put some necklace on her and asked her questions, at which she and they asked her questions, at which she would have answered anyway because none mm. of it was secret. Yeah, that was right. the weird bit. Like, yeah. where's where's Archer? Don't know. So I don't think I'll count that one. No, I don't. Um, I've got Topol, Reed, and Tucker came up with a ruse. They did to overtake the Sulaban. So a they, cunning and devious plan. Yeah, it was. Mm. It was. Yes, Baldrick. Archer and Silic. What did they? They had a fight. Oh yeah. They, oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Silla. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Flog McFlogface. That, that's that's how you yeah. didn't quite refer to him earlier. No. And um, the Enterprise also was fighting little micro ships. Why do they have lots of little ships? I don't know. There wasn't explored at all. And because all of those little ships, right? Every one of those little ships has to have a toilet. No, it doesn't. Oh, because shuttles don't have toilets. Exactly. We've established yeah. that from the other week. Yeah, next week. Yeah, or in our time about half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> time travel, everybody. <laughs> no, so okay, so let's 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 deconstruct this. So you're saying that those little Sulaman ships don't have toilets? Um, I haven't said that. You said that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I let's... just called them little micro ships. But they've. I, well, I my. Theory is they have toilets, mm-hmm. but that means that there's quite a large percentage of all Sulaban ships is taken up with a bathroom, which reduces the amount of space to be taken up with spaceship stuff, mm-hmm. like making it fly and things, or fun stuff for your recreation. Except like your squash court. Oh yeah, good point. Mm. Um, except <laughs> if you can, the only way to make this work is if you can fly the little ships from the toilet. So maybe the toilets, the, the seat is interchangeable. You can well, you press a button that changes to a toilet seat. You can sit on the bog and, and fly drive. a starship. Yep. Oh, that's heaven. Oh, my God. Can you imagine driving to work and you could just take a dump whenever you want? What about Tom Paris's one, which is like on rails and you can move around while doing it? I never noticed that. No? For seven seasons of Voyager until I, like, at the very end when I noticed that he basically is on, on a, a train. He's on an office chair. Yeah. It's, yeah. An, it's just an office chair. But it's on train tracks. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. we don't necessarily know it's on tracks. He might just be really good at sliding back and forward. In only one direction. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. one D as we call it. It's yeah. on a dolly. Yeah. I call that. Yeah, right. In the industry. Yeah. Because yeah. I know that. Um, anyway, the point being <laughs> that the Sulaban ships, you can pilot them from the block. Thank you. line of the episode before we do that though i'm aware yeah. that the dog is snoring which has happened in previous pods I certainly noticed, does notice that while i was um getting that musical sting now that's not to say that the dog is bored by what we're doing but it possibly yeah. is now my daughter who's been on this before zoe yes. mm-hmm. she asked me the other day if people listen to our podcast when they're falling asleep. <laughs> and I thought she was throwing shade on me. And yeah. I, I was like, I, I don't know. And she, I reckon I do. And um, she said the reason why she was asking is because we, in our Skin of Evil episode, mm. did an Armus impersonation, which was quite loud. It was. And she was worried that if you were using this as an aid to sleep, that we would have also woken you up. So oh, wow. She wasn't throwing shade. She was being considerate of our she audience, was... which is something that we've never been. No, she was overthinking <laughs> it a bit. I tell you what. Yeah. Um... I um sometimes I fall asleep during the episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's from a recording. We're actually making it. Yeah, yeah. No, we're listening that's to it. That's exactly right. I don't listen to this. Should I play that musical thing again? Probably. Or... Yeah. Okay. Good. The best line of the episode. Well, look, there were a lot of good lines, mostly by us. True. While watching yeah. the episode, but, yeah. but 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 do you have a best line actually spoken in the episode? Yeah, I do. I've got I've got two. They're both actually um, Jonathan Archer lines. Of course, I liked him saying um, when Daniels was trying to find a monument that was missing about the Federation, right? And it was obviously Zephyr Cochrane. Yeah. I, yeah. No. I actually wondered if it was going to be Archer himself. I thought it was too. Yeah. Well, I, I, no, I, in yeah. all seriousness, I assume that. But yeah. he never says it, does he? No. And he doesn't, yeah, in this episode, he doesn't say anything else about a part that the monument was supposed to be here. Mm. And Archer's comment was, keep your missing monument to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Um, so I like that. Is that the equivalent of keeping your pants? Uh, oh, I didn't. Like that. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. It is now. It's monumental. Keep your missing monument in your pants. Yeah. Keep yeah. your missing monument in your pants. Yeah. It is missing. <laughs> it's not a monument. <laughs> but the, the best line of the episode yep. is when Archer is pretending to be the time travel guy from the very first episode of Enterprise that t- tells Silic what to do, gives him instructions. <sighs> and he says, <laughs> and he's like, I didn't hear what you said. Yep. And he comes out and says, you're an ugly bastard. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's Australian. He's yeah. speaking Aussie here. 100%. Yeah. And also, he's an ugly bastard, though. He, he was telling the truth. Yeah, and He 100%. delivered the line well. And but he also delivered the line badly, so the guy would go, what? And he yeah. had to say it twice. So, yeah, yeah. Idiot says, what? 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 <laughs> Where are they now? One thing that Star Trek tends to do, with species and characters alike, yes. is have them specifically for that show only. Mm. We don't know what happened to a lot of planets that various enterprises have been to. No, we because we, we never go back to them again. We do first contact and that's it. Second so, second contact does happen, but not in this. That's for lower decks. Exactly yeah. for lower decks. That's right. So this is where we encourage Andrew mm. to think about what has happened next for the yeah. people that we leave behind. So um, 
I think that unnamed, and this is actually true, okay, this, so, so this is canon. So right. unnamed second Sulaban. Yes. So what was the first guy's name? Silic. Okay, so the unnamed second Sulaban. Um, Dick. Dick. Dilly. Dick. Just Dick, okay. So Dick the Sulaban actually goes back in time to Earth and mm-hmm. ends up on a sailing boat called the SS Minnow that goes out on a three-hour tour and then gets shipwrecked on an island and he tells everybody that his name is Gilligan. Wow. Mm. Wow. And that's what happens to him. That's it. He goes back in time and becomes Gilligan. So if this... And sorry, I'm saying if. Yeah, I know, it's true. But I'm just saying that... Mm -hmm. With with this being true, yeah. do we have to add all episodes of Gilligan's Island for our spinning wheel for unplanned Trek? Well, I actually always assumed that Gilligan's Island was one continuous episode of Star Trek. Right, we just haven't spun it yet. Well, think about the professor. Guy's pretty smart. Like, the guy, like, they're shipwrecked, right? Yeah. And he's got, like, a radio and stuff, and he can make all this cool stuff, but he can't fix a boat to get them to yeah. go back home again. So he's actually not smart. He's a dickhead. Right. right. Dillick. Dilly. Yeah, Dick, Dick, Dick. <laughs> but but I, I just reckon that, that Dick the Sulaban goes back in time and becomes Gilligan. Yeah, we're canon. Yeah, totally. The Tuvix Medal. Tuvix Medal, it's... It's a it's an interesting one. It's a sad one. It's, it's not an maybe, every week one. It's not. Maybe it's a happy one. It depends. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 about death. It is. It is basically. Yeah. And we like to recognise characters that have given their life in the line of duty, or yeah, or just dying. Yeah. yeah. Did you realise that um had the uh, crew of the Minnow killed Gilligan in the first episode, they would have been rescued like about half an hour later. I hadn't. Hadn't thought of that at all. Someone in America did, did, did a PhD on Gilligan's Island and discovered that the one variable that kept them from getting rescued and getting off the island every week was actually Gilligan. So had the rest of the crew murdered him in the first time they got there, they would have been home right. that afternoon. It sounds like it lost. Well, it's, well that's a good point, actually, yeah. yeah. Joe James. Uh, no, it's just, I just like the fact that that would have been a really short series. Yeah, like a pilot. Yeah, it would have been like called... like. Murder Gilligan or something. Mm. Uh, Law and Order, Gilligan's Island Unit. Yeah, yes. NCI Island. Yes. Yeah. We've got some live feedback here. Oh, really? Um, it says, please stop talking about Gilligan's Island. Ah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> so um, apparently someone died. Yeah. So this the number changed. We had 3,000 colonists died. And then that got upgraded to 3,600 colonists. I died. noticed that. Yeah. Yes. So they died. Well, hang on, there's, there's 600 who may or may not have died. Yeah, or they died more recently than the other 3,000. Unrelated completely. Yeah, yeah. They just all stepped on a landmine or something. Yeah. Right. And I had another death that was it's worth pondering. Everyone's talking about Daniel's being dead in this episode. Yes. He wasn't. No. But we're treating him like he is dead. He should have been. So is that a Tuvix point? But they were treating Archer as dead for a while too. They were treating him like missing, but they were like, Daniel's died. Mm. This is where this was his room. But then Archer this was his stuff. comes back and would tell them that actually Daniel's is Doctor yeah, Who. All right. So I'm not going to see. give 3,601 two big points this week. I'm no. just going to give it to the colonists. Fair enough. Yeah. Should have they used a saucer separation?
We're yet to get to a no in this question. It, every week, it's absolute that we should have used a source of separation or a pylon separation in DS9. Just any separation. And I do know that you are partial to the enterprise source of separating because it is essentially all saucer. It is, it is. NX01, and look, I've said this before, you know, I mean, you take the saucer off that ship, it's just a bunch of barbecue <laughs> tools flying around. <laughs> you know, it's a tongs, three spoons and a fork. Yeah, and probably like a really old apron. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, and, and, and nobody's cleaned the end of the tongs for about 27 mm. years. Or the grill. Or the grill. Oh, no, you don't clean the grill mm. at mm. all. So, anyway, as I pad out for time, because... Oh, I'm, unplanned barbecue. Yeah, unplanned... No, thank you, unplanned barbecue. <laughs> I'm really struggling with this one, because oh. I think that, though, the, all I've really got this week is that the Sulaban appear to be very easily confused. I mean, right. they're not the sharpest tools in the shed. Or the ba sharpest barbecue utensils. Barbecue in the shed, or the sharpest Mr. Hanky in the toilet bowl, mm. basically. They might be the sharpest. Oh, well, they're pretty <laughs> not sharp. So I just reckon, I just reckon that, you know, when, when all the little tiny Sulaban ships were all swarming around Enterprise, if T'Pol had just gone, hey, trip, separate the saucer, and he, went, and he would have said, why? And she went, don't talk back, just do it. Mm. And he did it. The Sullivan would have gone, oh, my God, there was one ship, but now there's two ships. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. There used to be one ship, and now there's two ships. We have to run away now. I it, reckon that's what they would have it done. It probably would have made them existentially oh, cry. They would have, yeah. yeah. I, not, not just existentially. That would have been actually crying. Mm. Yeah, because that would have confused the bejeebies out of those idiots. So uh, existential tears, real tears? Uh, I, I, it depends. Uh, like, it's like... Schrodinger's tears oh. type thing. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that a, that, that's a bit, um, that's a bit um, uh, intellectual, isn't it? Yeah, wrong podcast. No, no. Yeah, okay, so I'll get back to uh, Sullivan yeah. look like poop. Yeah, excellent. Thank, Thank you. you. Some say that it's Kirk and others know that it's Garrick but my contention is that the alpha male of Star Trek is Sarek. Sarek's lineage. It's pretty easy to get some Sarek's lineage out of this one because there's Vulcans in it. That's right. And if there's Vulcans, there's Sarek. So this is a little bit different, though. Okay, tell us how. Well, it's usually how Sarek is the dad of everyone. Yes. But we've got Sarek's dad in this one. Of course we do, because yeah. this is in the past That's for right. Sarek. Yeah. And he can't sow his seed in time travel, And as we know, due to the Vulcan Science Directorate, oh, you can't time, time travel. Time travel's impossible, That's apparently. Right. Yeah, yeah, unless you've got a stolen Klingon bird of prey and you can still around, around the sun. Yeah, but apart right. from that, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, you can't do it. So he can't be anyone's dad in this. No. But it doesn't mean that they're not part of his lean. And <laughs> I reckon, I reckon that, uh, what's what, what was that Vulcan's name, Savlon? Yeah, um, Saval, but we can call him Saffron. No, Savlon, the, the, the cream you put on when you get a sore arm or, like, you know, you get, like, a graze or a bruise or... I don't do or, to get sores. Don't you? Um, look, admin hands. Uh, but what yeah. if sometimes, <laughs> like, you might scrape your arm on the bitumen when you're chasing the footy? On the watchman? Yeah, the armus. <laughs> the Manus Labashane. Very good. Um, so I reckon Savlon, Savlon is probably, he looked, he struck me as a bit of a pants man. Yeah, but he's too, he's so angry. So he's, All probably, the time. About, he's probably just on the, on the brink of Ponfar, right? Oh, he's, he's, he's got so much pent up aggression in yeah. there. He needs, he needs a bit of time. He's not right? Ponfar, he's Pon near. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's Pon very fucking near. <laughs> veneer. He's Pon veneer. I, I so, quite like that. So Saval is um, Sarek's 
great grandfather. Oh, I'm thinking dad. Dodge dad. Yeah, because okay. they live for like two, three hundred years anyway. That's true. Yeah. yeah so, so imagine the opportunity to be a pants man. Imagine being the, the opportunity of teaching that to your son. And that's how it happened. That's right. Oh my goodness, we've actually discovered why Sarek's the way he is. That's right, the first generation. Sarek. Yeah. The, the first generation. We love Sarek. Sarek um, is the, our... Is he your favourite Vulcan? He's oh, 100, favorite. 100%. Yeah. Um, I want a Sarek spin-off series. Yes, I want... And you know what? Mm. It can happen in Strange New Worlds. Yeah, Because totally. he didn't go forward in time with Discovery. No, he so didn't. So Sarek's there. He's there. We can have Sarek in it. And every <laughs> episode would be, Sarek gets home, and it's sort of American sitcom style. <laughs> honey, I'm home. Honey, I'm home. Look at my surprise <laughs> child. And Amanda's, and Amanda's like, like, what? A, another one? Oh. Again, could oh. you just piss off, dickhead? Yeah. And then next episode, hey, honey, I'm home. Look at my uh, <laughs> this week. It's twins. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! And then one, and then, and of course, you twist it like, like the season finale, the twist. He comes home and he's like, honey, she's not another kid. He goes, no, it's a dog. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Porthos too. Oh, I was going to go with Benji. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, another spinoff. Deep cut. Maybe, very. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, oh, the Capellan Power Cat. Oh, nice. Yeah. Can I just say to Paramount Plus, who obviously listen they to this do. show, yep. you are getting this for free. That's right. I mean, I have literally just spelled out. A season one. Another Star Trek series. I've given them the entire season. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's got a hook to an, to an existing show, Disco, yep. Strange New Worlds, yep. and I'm giving it to them for nothing. That's right. Yeah. Not even asking for the executive producer credit. Can we have this? This is Bruce Horak, and you are listening to Unplanned Track. We've got another live tweet. Really? Paramount Plus has written to us. Oh, my goodness. Unplanned Track. Okay, they stole my idea. They have said it's their idea. It, and we don't get an executive producer credit. At all. They're claiming it. Right. Yeah. Typical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, so, guys, it's, it's in... Um, pre-production. So next week we're actually going to be doing Unplanned Sarek. We are going to do the pilot episode of, of Unplanned, Unplanned Sarek. Yeah. Or actually, we're not. No. We're not going to do that. But we... Did, if you, did you enjoy Enterprise this week? I did, absolutely. Well, let's do it again next week. Oh, have we spun up Enterprise again? We've got this episode, which I won't be able to pronounce. Oh, Similtude. That's right. That's S- or Similtude? Yeah, I would call it... Yeah, I don't even... I don't Samol even today? Samaloo. Oh. Yeah. Samol today. Now, this this is going to be a bit interesting. Oh. We've, we've got Holodeck 4 on for this one. All right. right? Yes. He's been on our on our show before. She has. Um, and is a big part of our Unplanned Trek family. Absolutely. This one's unique in the sense that she wrote to us and said, I'm coming on the show and this is the episode we're doing. And we feel that is pretty unplanned for us because we haven't chosen... Well, we didn't choose it. No, exactly. And we weren't aware if we could say yes or no to a request like that. So we said yes. We said yes. And we'll do it. Now, the implication, dear listener, is that you could tell us Hmm. what episode to do Hmm. and we have to do it. Yeah. As long as you don't tell us first before you tell us. And as long as we haven't done it before as well. Well, there is that. Yeah, because as yeah. soon as we, we do an episode, we remove it off our list. Absolutely. We've only got like 810 episodes left. Look, we could probably binge them next weekend. Actually, there's a public holiday this week. Yeah, we could probably but not. because we record these in advance, that was months ago. That was months. Well, actually, no. People don't know what which public holiday I'm referring to, do they? That's true. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, Christmas. this is Australia. We have public holidays all the time. Yeah, we had a public we holiday barely, this morning. We barely work. That's true. You know, well, I certainly, you know. I go to 
work. Yeah, I, I turn up <laughs> and then I leave at the end of the day and, and most of the in-between time is tweeting. Or existential crying. Uh, oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly right. So watch that one this week, guys. Get in contact with us on the socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please tweet me. I am at Hogan Nerd. I had a tweet go viral this week, a massive, massive tweet. That, about, Macca's tweet? that was my Macca's tweet. Yeah. yeah, and if you're in Australia, I'm just going to bang on about it. I am indeed going to bang on about it. Don't buy potato cakes from McDonald's. Just don't do it. I haven't. There's no need to. Mm. Look, and, 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 and McDonald's sponsor our show and we're selling Of course they do. do. And yeah. look, and, and un, unlike all of the 40 gazillion people who slated me on Twitter for saying that, I'm not anti-McDonald's. I had McDonald's for breakfast three times this week. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a, I had a McSpicy chicken thingy. For at, breakfast? No, I didn't have I had that in, for lunch. Oh. One time, and then um, but, like, the McSpicy is not. Yeah, my point is, don't buy a potato cake from McDonald's. You can buy that from the fish and chip shop. Mm-hmm. You, you get three need, for two dollars. You do three for two dollars. The Sandfly shop's great, mm-hmm. and three's the right number. You can also get like a dollar ninety nine. You get three dimmies. Mm. Three dimmies. That's a good meal for five bucks. So, exactly. Think about it. So no, just don't buy a potato cake from Macca's. Thank you. You're welcome. And, yeah, we do want to continue with our Macca sponsorship. We do. Um, and you, I'm can, happy you can get nice things. You can get your all Mook happy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy to be sponsored by McDonald's potato yep. cakes. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Just After like bagging them out. Yeah, exactly. Relentlessly. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, live long and prosper, mate. Live long and prosper indeed. I'm looking forward to watching this one next week and, um, yeah, seeing what's coming up next for us on Unplanned, Unplanned Trek. Trek. It's just not what you'd expect. That's an unplanned trick. Unplanned.